Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Don't Get Done Connection, the podcast where Dave and I talk all things professional wrestling. Wrestling. This is episode number 32, and we're going to be going over the uh, Stone Cold Day 316 episode of Monday Night Raw. Yes. Interesting episode. You know where I stand on these you empty house lo- episodes. You love the empty I, house oh, episodes. I love them. I love them because it gives the raw emotion of the promos. Yes. Which this show was basically promos. Promos? Uh, a replay of the Royal Rumble. There was, yeah, it was one match, which and was one Ray match. versus Garza. What? Nope. Ray versus Andrade. Ray versus Andrade. That's correct. Why did I think Garza? I was thinking a couple weeks ago they had. Uh, well, because they continue to be throwing these same four guys in these matches. and Yeah. And then it was like. Five promos and then Royal Rumble match. Yes. 2020. Yes. Which I didn't watch that part because I saw the match. I watched the whole match. I didn't need to watch it. I like the way that they did it. And when we get to it, I'll talk <laughs> about it. But we're going to open with some news. All right. <clears throat> WrestleMania has officially been, been moved. moved to the PC. Yes. In front of an empty house yes and all wrestling related events in the week leading up access takeover all that Mm -hmm. hall of fame canceled changed rumor has it access isn't going to happen access is not going to happen the Hall of Fame is going to be all pre-recorded, and the way it looks like is they're going to do the Hall of Fame speeches kind of the same way they did the Royal Rumble t- yesterday, which is they're going to kind of sprinkle them into the episodes. So that's what you get. Leading up, yeah. You Leading up to WrestleMania, or maybe out of WrestleMania. But they're going to do each person's you know induction speech and stuff like that. TakeOver may be happening on April 1st, the Wednesday before mania to go right up against dynamite blood and guts oh i didn't realize blood and guts was the first of april i thought it was the week before i think it's that week i'm gonna check that either way nxt is going to put a takeover up against dynamite on free television wow 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 in front of an empty crowd in front of an empty crowd not going against blood and guts it's the week before march 25th that would have been so good that would have been so good if they were going up against each other. March 25th is Blood and Guts. So Blood and Guts is next week. Yes. Wow, it's already happening. <laughs> Every week there seems to be something big happening. I know, right? Um, there is talks as well of a former WWE superstar, former WWE champion, um, that got into a bit of a uh, an ugly exit. Big, ugly fallout. That could be returning Raw after Mania. Mm-hmm. Alberto Del Rio. I love it. Especially with what they're doing with a lot of these uh, these luchadors. To bring him back in. Oh, yeah. man. And considering what he's been doing on the indie scene. What if... What if... I just thought of this right now. What if they're bringing back another Hispanic wrestler? I don't know who it would be. I don't know who has recently departed. But that hit squad that's been picking up Luchadors, the one that took what? Raul Mendoza. Yeah, so far he's been the only victim, but yeah. What if ADR is part of that? That that would make a lot of sense. 
And what if ADR returns not to Raw, but to NXT? I would love it. I'd love every second of it. I, I, I love ADR. I thought he was great. I oh, really I did. loved him. I loved Dorio as a heel. I did. Face, not so much. Heel, no, he, was he wasn't great. a great. He wasn't a great face. But that's like some wrestlers can only be good faces and can only be good heels. And we've had this argument um, many, many, many times about different people. Um, <clears throat> Finn Balor is a better heel. He's a better heel, but he can pull the face off. But he's yeah. a better heel. Yes. Yeah, but he's like he's a super like peppy. The thing is, is when, when he's face when, when he's a face, all he does is smile. Yes, that's the only thing. When he's when, a heel, he kills people. Yes, exactly. He, he rips does. the heart out of Johnny Gargano. Correct. See the guys who can do face heel. Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Tommaso Ciampa, Tommaso Ciampa, those are guys who can do face heel. Gargano's doing a pretty good job right now. We'll see what happens. But this is getting off topic. Alberto Del Rio coming back to WWE is huge because he went back out on the independence. He went around, created his own wrestling, you know, promotion out there, and he succeeded with it. And yeah. now um, WWE clearly wants him back for what he's good at, which is his promotional skills, his heel work in the ring. You know, him being the leader of this mass luchador thing that's that scooped up Raul Mendoza last week. Probably going to grab Walking Wild this do week something or something. this week with somebody. I, I would thoroughly enjoy it. I really would. Yeah. Now, you said you had another piece of news that I am not aware of. Okay. So, I have been religiously watching Stone Cold Steve Austin's Broken Skull Sessions. I thoroughly enjoy these things. My favorite wrestler of all time... Brett the Hitman Hart was on this last week's episode. He buries Goldberg. Wow. Buries him. Calls him the worst professional wrestler in the history of professional wrestling. The single most unsafe guy to ever get in the ring. He would hurt everybody. These are the words he said. Kurt Henning hated having matchings with matches with Goldberg because of the simple fact that every time he left the match, he was in pain. Bill Goldberg ended Bret Hart's career essentially with that pit, with that kick. Yeah. Wow. I'm gonna have to go talk that. about shots fired at shoot your promo. current WWE Universal Champion. Universal Champion. That's a shoot promo. Everything that they say on that program that, is shoot. Yeah. <clears throat> Everything on those broken skulls <clears throat> is just shoot. I mean that. Anybody who wants to sit down. And watch an hour and ten minutes of Bret Hart shooting on WWE Network programming. On WWE programming. You have to watch this. They spend at least 25 minutes on the Montreal Screwjob. 25 minutes on it, dude. It is incredible. And then they start going over all of the Stone Cold Steve Austin and Bret Hart acumen throughout the course of their tenure together in the WWE. Yeah. And another big thing that came out of this was Bret Hart's the guy who told Vince McMahon to sign Stone Cold Steve Austin. Really? Yes. Bret Hart saw that WCW had let Stone Cold go, and because WWF at the time and ECW had a great working relationship, he told McMahon, don't let this guy go anywhere. Get him here now. He knew what Stone Cold could be before Stone Cold knew what he could be. And this is before Stone Cold Steve was. Austin. This was when he was the ringmaster. Yeah. Well, he was he was so when he left WCW, he was stunning Steve Austin. Yeah. Then he went to ECW for a very short period of time where Paul Heyman just let him throw out these extremely bitter promos, but he still had that blonde hair. 
Yeah. When he came to the WWE, that's when he became the ringmaster mm-hmm. on the Ted DiBiase, and he held a million-dollar belt for a little while. Yeah. Then he won King of the Ring. And then Austin he became 316 Austin 316. Promo, that was it. And Bret Hart knew what Stone Cold could be before Stone Cold knew what, what Stone Cold what he could was going to be. That that is like my biggest takeaway out of this this Broken Skull sessions. And anytime that they have one of these, see, I've been watching them religiously. I know you haven't seen them, but I will. Before we get into our reviews of whatever show we're going to talk about, I will go over key points because man, they are so good. Every single one of these has been. Good. Is it is it is it only a show or is it also a podcast? Because I know you used to have the Stone Cold podcast. So I I don't know if they put it out in podcast form. I it's videotaped in some studio with all the Austin 316 stuff, his smoking skull belt and his WWE championship belt. And he's got his obvious beers that he drinks, the new ones yeah. that he's got it all the time. The Broken Skull Ranch yeah, beers, yeah. And, um, but the, the stuff so far from the first one with The Undertaker to Glenn Jacobs to Paul White to Bret Hart, to, uh, and he did one with Goldberg. So they're all so good. It's so good. So I, it I seems like he's them. doing he's doing them with all the legends right now. That's what he's doing is with all the legends. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know before they started doing Broken Skull, he did on his podcast do one with Brock Lesnar. That was phenomenal. Yeah, I that think was I've listened to that so one. good. But this Bret Hart one, you really have to go out because it is a straight up shoot on the WWE on WWE Network programming. It is incredible. gives yeah. gives a detailed argument. Oh, not argument, but gives you a detailed breakdown of all the events that happened in the locker room after the Montreal Screwjob. Shawn Michaels sitting in the corner crying his eyes out out of pure fear that Davey Boy Smith, Owen Hart, Rick Rude, Bret Hart, they were all in the locker room by themselves with him. Shawn Michaels thought he was going to get the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. As he rightfully should have because he was part of the whole thing. Yeah. Well, moving on from those two legends to the first segment, another legend... Yes. And a legend killer. Yes. This Edge promo that opened the damn show. Yeah. Stole the show. Yeah. Yes, it did. I'm not saying it was all downhill from here, but it kind of was because unfortunately- It wasn't even downhill. It's this, this started on Everest. Yeah. And we Which ended is actually up on, close right now. It doesn't surprise me. <laughs> it started on Everest and ended up on Kilimanjaro. It yeah. wasn't a huge fall. No. But it was like this what this overtook everything else on this show. Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. And they played the entire goddamn rumble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the rumble I don't care what anyone says. That was the match of the night of the twenty twenty Royal Rumble was the men's Royal Rumble. I know you had a different match that night, but that was my match of the night. Yeah. I love that match. And and I sat there and I rewatched the whole thing. I rewatched the whole thing because I love the way that they led into it. We'll go over this Edge stuff first because Edge had some scathing things to say. I mean, first of all, he talked about how um, oh, his he, wife was there to retire for him because yeah. he did not want to retire again. Yeah. But he, Randy Orton went and put his hands on his wife. And, you know, Randy Orton is only vindictive... Because he's a little brat who had yeah. everything handed to him on a silver platter. Yeah. Wow. Um, this match is now last man standing. In an empty arena, last man standing? 
Oh man. Yeah. You thought the Gargano Tommaso Champa stuff was bad? Oh, they're going to destroy the. In- there will be spots with barbells and dumbbells and such like that. And weights. Yes. And doors. I won't be surprised if somebody gets hit with a bull rope. Yeah. <clears throat> it's going to be a. I'll, I'll come up with a new match name Hell on Earth match. Yeah, pretty much. Because these two guys are going to beat the living hell out of each other. Yeah. This is a grudge match to end all grudge matches. It is. Um, When we get to our WrestleMania predictions, I'll tell you what I think should happen. But this is going to be... This needs to be a glorious mess. Yeah. It needs to be crimson. Has to be. Without a doubt. Has to be crimson. Um, And it has to... The thing about these empty arenas is everything feels more shoot right now. Everything that's happening from the edge stuff to Undertaker walking out into the ring and just flipping the table over to um, Becky Lynch's promos. Even Friday Night SmackDown, the the Cena versus Wyatt stuff, yes, very which I rewatched. Sh- so good, man. Oh, dude. So That felt very shoot. Everything feels more shoot in these empty arenas because you don't have the crowd overtaking everything. Yes. It almost feels like these guys, like these guys, you're sitting in a bar and just watching two people argue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not saying that's what it is. It's just what it feels like because yeah. it's just so raw and everything just feels it's coming from someone's heart and not playing off the emotions of the crowd. Yeah. That's why I like this empty arena stuff because you're just getting more of who those, these people are in their characters. Yeah. You're not getting the characters fed by the crowd. You're getting the character from the heart of the person who's portraying that character. Yeah. Um, the next thing that aired for the next hour and a half was the Royal Rumble. Yeah. I rewatched every second of this Royal Rumble and I enjoyed watching it because I got to look out for for little things I didn't notice before, like little things that happened. So remember when we were talking about how AJ Styles got hurt in that match? I was looking for that spot, and I was looking to see how it happened, and you could see him crawl into the corner and Baron Corbin coming in. I was looking at the reaction of Matt Riddle being eliminated from the match and how pissed off he was because he knew he just got jobbed out because something he did in the back. Yeah. Um, The way that uh, Brock Lesnar sold for... McIntyre. Yeah. I mean, just everything in this match. So, I'm going to cut you off right here. I got to call out Matt right now. Matt has been saying for the last couple of weeks to me at work that this whole buildup of Drew McIntyre is all to put Brock over at Mania. And I said, well, no, you're wrong. One, you're wrong. Two, why would they build why would they build Drew McIntyre to be so huge to have him be squashed at Mania? What my um Lesnar wants to put McIntyre over. That's what my point was to him. Okay. I was like <laughs> there was a time where he found himself at the top of the ring and he did the two claymores. You mean at the top of the ramp? Yeah, at the top of the ramp. And after the first claymore, yeah, Brock told him to pick up the belt, screamed at him, yeah, and you could hear it on the microphones. So, what has WWE done since then? They've edited it so this way that you don't hear Lesnar, yeah, saying pick up the belt. You see the claymore, and then the next thing you see is him standing up with the belt. Every time they were first showing this, 
when you find it on YouTube, or you for, uh, you went back to watch it on WWE Network, yeah. you could hear Lesnar pick up the belt. Yeah, because he Brock wants, wants McIntyre to be the guy. Yes, Brock is doing to Drew McIntyre what he did to the Big Show. The only thing that's different with what he did to the Big Show is it was Paul Heyman who put the Big Show over by yeah. screwing Brock Lesnar. Yeah, because Heyman was a big show guy. He was a big show guy, and he knew that the Big Show needed a belt to be a, considered a serious giant. Yeah. And the only way to get the belt off of Lesnar was by screwing Lesnar because Lesnar was tearing through everybody at that point in the WWF. Yeah, to make it look to make it seem legitimate. Legit, because... Brock Lesnar was protected by Heyman his entire career, yada, 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 yada. Yeah. So what What do you do? You have the the teacher to s- screw over the student. That's kind of, when we were talking about our Rumble predictions, that's kind of what I was saying if Punk returned. Yes. Is that Heyman would screw over Brock yeah. and Punk would eliminate <sighs> Brock that way by getting realigned with with Bro- uh, with Punk. Yes, with uh, Heyman. Heyman, yeah. But Lesnar wants... McIntyre over. It is yeah. p- period. Lesnar is all right. Tangent. Booker T has said in interviews that Brock Lesnar is the most real combat athlete to ever grace any ring, octagon, anything. Yes. He's the most legitimate guy. When he is in the ring. He makes everything look more legitimate. Okay? That's why they have him hold the belt. Exactly. And what is more legitimate than having Lesnar putting somebody over? And yeah. it's somebody's he's choosing. Yeah. That's the thing. It's, it's not the fact that Heyman's picking him. No. Or McIntyre, uh, not McIntyre. McMahon, uh, McMahon is picking him. Or and Triple saying, H is picking him. It doesn't matter. No. Lesnar. Brock Lesnar picked. He, he's not uh, McIntyre's not Vince's protege anymore. Anymore, no. He is Brock Lesnar's pick. Yes, to be the face of the WWE. Correct. Now, how does Brock Lesnar get this through to Vince McMahon by going through Paul Heyman? Yes, he, because he basically. Because here's the thing: Paul Heyman has his guys that he wants to he wants to push in the WWE. Yeah, Ricochet, Andrade, Alistair. Um, Cedric Alexander. You know, we were talking about that SmackDown Six and how let uh, how Heyman looked like he was rebuilding that SmackDown Six again on Monday Night yeah. Raw. We look, oh my God, Ricochet's showing up more, and and we're seeing Cedric Alexander and, and we're these seeing big Black feuds. And we're seeing Alistair Black, and and Murphy's being part of this AOP and Monday Night Messiah stuff, and we're seeing all this stuff happening. But where Heyman has learned from his past mistakes is he has to pick and choose his battles. Yeah. He knew that McIntyre was a McMahon guy from the beginning. Yeah. So what does he do? Lesnar says, hey, I want that guy. Yeah. I want that guy. Give him to me. I, I, I want to legitimize this guy. So what's what's Heyman have to do? He's got to drop someone like Ricochet. He's got to drop someone like Alexander. He's got to go, guys, right now, it's not your time. It's not your place. I'll get back to you. I promise you. But you've just got to wait. you just got to hold out. Because this is the guy we've got to get to the top. Because if we can get this guy to the top and legitimize him, we can get you guys in different types of feuds that can bring you up into the upper echelon. That's why if it comes time for either Cedric or Ricochet's contract to come up and they're still wrestling on the dark matches of Raw. And main event. Or main event and such like that. 
and they re-sign, it's because they trust Paul Heyman. Correct. If they don't, they've just given up on the company. Correct. Correct. I think Ricochet will re-sign 100%. Alexander, I'm not sure. Well, that's because of his relationship with AEW. Yes. Because of his wife. Yeah. So, we'll see what happens there. Next segment after the hour and 20 minute mania, or not mania, uh, rumble. Royal rumble. This taker stuff. Again, very shoot. Dude, Jerry Lawler looked scared shitless. Yeah. He ran out of the ring. Taker mm-hmm. comes out, flips over the table looking for the contract, didn't see it on the table, destroyed everything in the ring. Mm-hmm. Man. AJ I love the OC. So good. I love the OC. I love them because they're legitimate, but then they're very comedic at the same yes. time. Yes. They they give me so I'm gonna I'm gonna make a reference and it's gonna work out. They give me very, very 2016 17 Bullet Club vibes. Okay. Because this is when when Kenny and the Bucks and Marty Skrull, they were all over in Japan in Ring of Honor doing the elite stuff. They were legitimate heel top competitors, but they were still goofing around. Yeah. That's what the OC is to me. Yeah, it definitely is. And someone like um AJ is just going to get more legitimate when he finishes Taker. Yeah, he's going to beat Taker with um with the phenomenal uh with the status clash. No way. No way. Taker's not going to take the status clash. He'll either phenomenal form. Yeah. He's not going to tap to the calf crusher. No, he's not going to tap to the calf crusher. But he's gonna. He'll eat a phenomenal forearm. And he'll eat a phenomenal forearm. I'm waiting to see what the stipulation is. I don't think they've they, they've got to announce a stipulation for this. I know they don't like to put a ton of stipulation matches out there, but they need to put a stipulation in this. You know, they're talking final nail in the coffin. I'm gonna bury you. It's got to be. They they've got to do a coffin match. They have to. They have to. Buried alive match. Yeah, ca- b- coffin match. Buried alive match. Whatever it is. They have to do a coffin because they're not outdoors. No, no, I know, they, but they never. No, 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 I know what you're saying. Yeah, um, but that's what they have to do. They have to. It has to be. It has to be a coffin match. They have to put the final nail in the coffin of Mark Calloway as the Undertaker. Okay, that's what they have to do. Simple. Yeah. But no, it was really good. It um, was a good promo. Um, Carl and uh, Carl and Luke are funny. Yeah. Um, when even though they get buried AJ, in this segment, they, they're yeah, still funny. AJ AJ signs the contract and he looks at Carl and he's like, "All right, you're the big man. You go. You go bring you're this to tough, Taker. You're the toughest guy here." Yeah, you bring this to Taker, and he's like, no, I'm not no, doing it. And he looks over it. at Luke, uh, Gallows, and he's like, no, I'm not doing it. This is your match. And he's like, you know what? Carl, you're going to bring it down, and Luke is going to go with him. So they march down to the ring and everything, and, and they're all Taker's scared, in shitless. there. And then lights go down. Lights go back up. They're ready to fight. Taker's behind him. Just absolutely just grabs both of them and just shoves them. Yep. Destroys them outside the ring. Yeah. And he signs a contract and puts it right in the Carl Anderson's mouth. And then walks away. And as he's walking up the ramp, there's the face-off between him and AJ Styles, where AJ's looking into the camera, out into the arena, and Taker's just looking at him, burning a hole through that Titantron. Yeah. S- such a, again, a very good segment. Again, very shoot feel. And why does it feel like a shoot? Because he's calling him Mark, and he's calling out his wife, and he's yeah. talking about ending his career. Yeah. That's why it feels so good. And that's why these empty arenas work so well, because you're not going to get the crowd sitting there you know, chanting something nonsensical in the middle of this promo. These promos are being able to actually be said the way they need to be said. Yeah. Um, next was Rey Mysterio versus Andrade. Huge. Huge. I don't care. Everyone who wants to underplay this match, Rey Mysterio just got a clean pinfall over Andrade Cien Almas in a non-title match. 
automatically puts him as the number one contender. Yeah. Automatically puts him up there. Yeah. Automatic. Now, there's one part of this that kind of uh, threw me off a little bit. Asuka on commentary. I loved it. Oh, give me more of this nonsense that Asuka does. She is great. Yeah, she Everything is. she does. From First of all, she's on commentary, and she's not even saying anything that has anything to do with the match. Yeah, no. She's just... She's okay. just spitting random Japanese. And then and then when Andrade loses, she starts crying. Yeah. She was so upset that the heel lost. Yeah. She starts crying. I love her. I love her. I love she is so talented. So talented. I just give her twenty minutes a night. Yeah. In a ring, on commentary, in a promo. I don't care. Give her twenty minutes. And you can make an argument that anytime she's out there, it's the best 20 minutes on television because her 20 minutes on commentary was better than Becky Lynch's 20 minutes in a promo in the Austin stuff at the end of the night. Yeah. I enjoyed her promo. Don't get me wrong, but it was a very color by numbers. One is black, two is brown, three is red, four is blue, five is green, six is yellow. Very color by numbers, her promo. I mean, all right. It's basically the same stuff she said last week. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Just essentially, she's calling out uh, Shayna, saying that I'm going to beat you a mania, blah, 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 blah. blah. Walks back to the ring. That's it. Back to the back. Yeah. That's it. And what was up with the truck she pulled up in? This is getting a a little- A little Stone Coldy. No, even worse than Stone Cold. See, at least Stone Cold, when he had his monster truck, he was running over people's limousines, and he he was being this hellraiser. All Becky Lynch is doing is just pulling up in a truck with her face on the side of it. Like- how brash and pompous must you be? Yeah. Pretty much. Um, next segment was uh, Owens uh, challenges Seth Rollins to a match at Mania. Again, great promo. Yeah. He's in the back. He's looking down the camera. He's like, give me a mic. And then he just calls out Rollins on all his BS. And it, it again, I could watch wrestling in an empty arena for the next year and i would be happy yeah i'm with no you. crowds taking over overriding chants telling people that they suck booing people like roman reigns no offense roman reigns's promo from friday night yeah was one of the most heartfelt things you've ever heard in your life mm-hmm. if that was in front of a crowd you'd get half the crowd saying roman sucks yeah do you know what i'm saying or just booing the guy Come on. There's no need for it. Mm-hmm. The guy's out there, and that's why these promos work so well. Now, don't get me wrong. Are they going to boo Kevin Owens? No, they're not. They're, they're so over with Kevin Owens. They love the guy. The only woman, that, the only person I've seen that's booed Kevin Owens so far was at the last pay-per-view, Elimination Chamber. The woman that was right on the side as Kevin Owens was coming through the crowd, yeah. who was wearing the Seth Rollins t-shirt and was in love with Seth Rollins, yeah. screaming at Kevin Owens, telling him he sucks, and telling Rollins to get up. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the only person I've seen boo Kevin Owens so far in this whole new persona that he's got. So Yeah, his popcorn persona. I love it. Um, another thing where you're saying that um, crowds would have taken over, the impact of Bray Wyatt's promo at oh. the end of SmackDown would not have been the same. No, it wouldn't have. If people were chanting, yowie, wowie, uh, let him in. I, f- I feel like... W- because of the way Raw was this week, we're able to kind of go on a few little tangents today, which is really nice. Yeah. Did you notice in Bray Wyatt's promo, 
that until he earned, built up the courage to talk about the fiend, that he did not look John Cena in the eyes. He kept looking down. Yeah. And like like a scared little kid. Because he was in the ring with this legend that's already buried him in the past. But then he started to but feel the sudden, fiend come into fiend, him. And then he just looks right at John Cena and he says, let me in, John. Let me in. Yeah. It It is so great how his character has been built. And I thought about this too. And and if it wasn't for Bray Wyatt, I wouldn't have brought this up. Bray Wyatt losing at Super Showdown to Goldberg made all the sense in the world now. All the sense in the world. We were mad about it as, as fans and everything like that, but Bray Wyatt made perfect sense on his Twitter. And I went back and I found the tweet. He talks about how Goldberg was never part of the plan. Goldberg never wronged him in the past. No. Everybody he's went after has been somebody who wronged him in the past. Uh, Drew, uh, not Drew. Uh, Brian. Brian. Rollins. Rollins. Balor. Balor. Un- uh, Kane. Yep. Now, un- um, now, Cena. Cena. Unfortunately, the loss of the title was something to get him to a point to go after another chapter in his past. Yeah. And there is no way in hell John Cena goes over in this match. No. No way. No. I cannot wait. Yeah. I cannot wait. But is this going to be the match that we expected with Goldberg, or is this match going to go 12 to 15 minutes? I I almost feel like it's the match we should have gotten with Goldberg. It's going to be 30 seconds. That's it? It, it should, well, Goldberg's match was a quick match, too. It just went the other way. Yeah. We were wrong. You know what I mean? I almost feel like it should be a quick match. I almost feel that like... That would be I two feel, in the last three manias that Cena gets squashed. Yes. But I feel like this match needs to go five minutes. I think Cena needs to get all his power moves in. I think this match is going to go 14 minutes. I think this is going to be a long, drawn-out match. Okay. But... All storytelling. Okay. Where the Fiend plays mind games with Cena. But nowhere near as bad as the the freaking WrestleMania 33 against Randy. Yeah, yeah. Randy Randy Orton with all the stuff on the... Yeah, yeah. All right. We we have to get off this tangent because I don't want to talk about something I want to talk about. We'll talk about it on Friday night. Okay. All right. All right. Stone Cold promo at the end of the night. You weren't a big fan of it. Not really. I mean, I found it funny how Stone Cold comes out to the ring. And He's already he jo- slightly drunk. And, then, and he, he he jokes around how how just walking down to the ring, he blew himself up. Because that was something else on the uh, Stone Cold sessions, how they talked about how Bret Hart always made it look like he was so tired in his matches, but he never blew up. He was never actually fully tired or yeah. worn out in his matches. So for Stone Cold to come down to the ring and talk about how he blew himself up just walking down to the ring. Yeah. The Byron Saxon stuff with the whole numbers... And stuff like that. Yeah, that, that was dumb. That was odd. And I don't know if Stone Cold intentionally did it, but he kicked Byron Jackson. Byron Saxon. Right, Byron Saxon right in his sack. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it was intentional or Stone Cold just couldn't get his knee up high enough to hit him in the gut, but Kicked yeah, him right in the balls. Yeah, right in the balls. Right in the balls. And there was no way he could not sell it because he made sure to stay on the ground a couple of extra seconds to get that second stunner. It was a typical Stone Cold segment. He was obviously going to stun somebody. And you knew that Becky, Becky was going to come out. Yeah. It, it was a good segment. And I'm pretty sure after they Street went off Profit. air, Street Profits came out. And then they got, I believe they and got And then stunned. Montez got uh, stunned. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Which, yeah, because he pulled the beer into the into the into red, the red solo. And, and, and then he went to go sip it and then gets stunned. Yeah. 
it was what it was. You know what I mean? It was it was it, it was, was three sixteen days. What'd you expect? It was a puff piece. Exactly. Because you got Stone Cold the Broken Skull sessions, you got his his car thing that he does afterwards. It's just a puff piece. It's all it yeah. is. It all is. So Yeah. Um overall, I am very pleased with what WWE is doing. Yeah. In the light of everything that's happening in the political landscape, in this coronavirus landscape, all this nonsense we're dealing with as a as a public, both nationally and globally, for a company like WWE, one, they've told their employees and their talent, you do not need to come to work. If you don't want to come to work, you don't need to be here. Yeah. Okay? But for them to basically say the show must go on because that's what we are. We're an entertainment property. We're here to entertain you. Okay? If that's in an empty crowd arena, if that's the day after 9-11 happens, if that's the day after Owen Hart dies in a ring. We're always here to entertain you. Okay? Mm-hmm. The show must go on. Yeah. Period. I applaud the WWE for doing they this. They are giving because They're every- giving us an escape. Yes. Everything else has been canceled. MLB, NHL, NBA, PGA, NASCAR. Nope. Ev- Na- NASCAR is going to be in front in front of empty, um, empty uh, racetracks now. Okay. They're going to go back to empty racetracks, which again, it's that, an escape. It's it, something we need. That yes, because I, I right now every, every update on my phone, every update. Coronavirus. New, coronavirus. New York. New York City's closed. Wow. Look at this picture of Times Square. I've never seen Times Square where there's never been anybody in Times Square and. And, and, and then I'm, I'm done with it, dude. I'm done with it. Professional wrestling is giving us that escape that we need. Yes. Yes. It, it's our it, – everyone has their has their little niche, okay? Yeah. Some people during this during this quarantine will play video games, read books, do yoga. We'll just watch wrestling. I, I'll watch wrestling. Well, there, yeah, there are, I would say probably in total, a year's worth of professional wrestling on the WWE Network. And it's gonna be like three weeks if yeah. it quarant if we have like a shelter in place quarantine whatever. Yeah, there's plenty. Yeah, plenty of stuff. And they will continue to release new content no matter what. Yeah, that's what they want to do, and I thank them for it. Yeah, that's it. Gives us an opportunity to sit here and be the talking heads that we are. Pretty but, much. And then at the same time, it allows us to be fans. Yeah. And other people out there may be mad that WWE is doing this and. Yada, 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 trying to get subscriptions on their network. You know what? At the end of the day, McMahon's losing money doing all this. Yeah. And I know people say, oh, he wouldn't do it if he was losing money. No, legitimately. He's doing it because he is the businessman and he will always put on a show for the fans that will come out. Correct. Although they can't physically come out, they'll, they'll tune in. They'll tune in on their phones and we on tune their tablets in. and on their computers and on and on their pay-per-view buys. That's what's going to end up happening. Yeah. It is. The people who ended up not getting to Mania, those fans who were supposed to be at Mania, are going to turn out in droves on the network. Yeah. That's it. They're going to buy the pay-per-view. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's one thing I could ask WWE to do. If there's one thing I could ask them to do. WrestleMania weekend is not just big for WWE, but for a lot of the ind- independent promotions around the world that come to where WrestleMania is happening mm-hmm. and having their own events there. Yeah. If WWE could do one thing, is offer some kind of GoFundMe page to help out some of these independent promotions. Yeah, because WWE, the, the only promotion, well, there's multiple, but the, the only promotions that they won't, directly themselves mention AEW, Ring of Honor, 
impact New Japan. Correct. They won't out and out mention them. No, but there's but like plenty Evolve, of other promotion. GCW. Yeah, but those are all WWE affiliated. But there are yeah, plenty but of there's unaffiliated. Like beyond wrestling, correct. All that. That really have lost a lot of revenue stream because this is their big revenue stream. This is their Christmas season. Yeah. It's gone. It would go a long way because someone like John Moxley just went and donated uh, money uh, to a couple of different independent promotions mm-hmm. out of his own pocket. It would really go a long way in the public light of the wrestling fan in the base that we reside in. Yeah. If the WWE went out and did something along the same lines as what John Moxley did. Yeah. Which is anonymously donate to a GoFundMe page to some independent wrestling promotions or some independent wrestlers that they're following mm-hmm. just so this way they can help these guys out in a very, very tough need. And if there's anything that I could say to wrestling fans out there who are into independent wrestling who listen to us, one of the biggest things you could do right now is if you have a spare 20, 25 bucks, whoever your favorite independent wrestler is out there right now. Send it to them. Don't just send it to them. Buy, buy a t-shirt. Yeah. Buy a, buy, buy a sticker. Buy Buy a luchador mask that's one of your favorite independent luchadors. Whatever it is. Yeah. But that those are the things. Support your independent, independent wrestlers. wrestlers. Support the guys who you like. You know what I mean? I'm not saying go out there and support Jordan Miles. You know, everyone has their own opinion about him. I don't like the guy, especially the way he left WWE. But there are plenty of independent wrestlers out there that could really use support, especially mm-hmm. in this time. Okay? Yeah. yeah my, other- per- my personal favorite, I'll put, her, I'll put her in quotes, independent wrestler. I've met her in person. She's a wonderful lady. Jordan Grace. Yeah. Current Impact's champion. But she's still an independent wrestler. She still goes and does independent shows. Yes. So their life, their their bloodline is their <clears throat> merchandise sales. Yeah. Go out there, support an independent wrestler, buy an independent wrestler's t-shirt. It really goes a long way towards helping these guys in a in a really dire, dire area of concern for these guys. Yeah. Okay. That's all I've got to say. So yeah, I don't know if that basically you finishes this episode off. Obviously, go follow us over on Instagram and Facebook at Double Dunk Network. Um, also, hit us up. Um, I posted on Sunday. Uh, we're looking for questions to fill up our Doinked episodes. We're going to have a special episode of Doinked coming out tomorrow. Yes. Um, for all what's happening in the NFL trades. Trade, trade deadline. Free agency. Free agency. Cuts. A lot has happened. Wow. Um, but I did post, so give us your questions about your favorite teams. It doesn't have to be NFL. It could be MLB, NHL, NBA, and we'll take all these questions. Favorite golfer, favorite NASCAR yeah, driver, compile favorite them all together. Tennis player, who cares? And we'll answer them for you the, to the best of our ability. And you can hate us, love us, or whatever. Same thing goes on this wrestling side. If there's a wrestler you want us to talk about, if there's a, something you want us to book, if there's a if, if there's some future booking you want us to do for a certain wrestler who may not yeah. be doing anything right now, just hit us up. We'll, we'll do our best to future book somebody that you're interested in. Yeah. But other than that, that basically finishes this episode off. This has been a Double Doink Network production. I have been Josh. I have been Dave. And we got two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out.